Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. This is episode 136. Oh, we made it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> All that suspense again. It's back. I just, it needed, it needed. A you thought, yeah, I may have thought, maybe he thought I was going to say it, but I wasn't. Well, I last week. week. I, I know, but it's just one time. That's just a breath. All right. Well, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. We are the teaching team at Community Christian Church. How many of these do you think we're going to do? 137. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get one 136 more. for sure. We'll get one more to go. So, yeah, we, uh, we're we answering questions on this podcast, having conversations designed to help you think and respond to your world in Jesus-centered ways. And today, as I teased last week on the podcast, we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have a question from Karen. Our faithful listener, Karen. She, Karen. She tells me this. She says, I listen to all the podcasts. I don't know if I believe that. I do believe her. You do believe her? I okay. don't think she's a liar. Well, I just, I, I feel sorry for people who listen to every well, I, She might scrub through some parts well, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like this right I'll here. I count that. If she scrubs through, I'm oh, okay yeah, with that. Absolutely. If you just hit play once a That's week. Right. I'm, I'm proud That's of right. So Karen has a question and uh, centers around a topic we've talked about a lot around here, but I don't know if we've ever dealt with it this way, a topic of prayer. All right. She says, I know some people believe that our loved ones in heaven can hear us through prayers and that they can help us and watch over us. I also know a woman who said she asked God for an intimate connection to Mary and was given one. This doesn't feel biblical to me. <laughs> I believe that my prayers should only be directed to Jesus and that those who have gone before us may see us but can't hear our prayers or make things happen on our behalf. I also believe that there are only a finite number of angels and that we don't become angels at death. What do you all think? There's a lot of Those seem like I'm gonna, two different I'm gonna, things. I'm going to answer the last part first. Oh, you are? Okay. I, because I, I think I have a definitive answer on that. We are definitely not becoming angels at death. Yeah. Angels are a different yeah. kind of being than humans. Yeah. They are not human beings. They are angelic beings. They are a different species. I don't know, though, if there's a finite number. God may be making more well, angels all the true. time. I we don't know. No I, they may have a way to reproduce. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I don't know. Maybe they're making more. I don't more know the answer little, to that. Little baby angels. Y'all are getting into stuff I never thought about. Well, I've seen little baby angels. They're called cherubs, right? Or no, they are different forms. I don't of know, but yeah, they're they're. I'm assuming. I'm assuming a cherub. I'm guessing I've the name comes. I've seen that dude with the arrow. Yeah, no, those are called cherubs. <laughs> Cupid. <laughs> but is that just like a cute, cute name for for cherubim? Because that's a yeah. dull, totally different thing. Those aren't even like, those don't even, because we. Cherubim, seraphim. Yeah, but they're described at one point. And then Cupid. Those are the things that <laughs> are described as being like on the Ark of the Covenant, right? Because it's supposed to look like. Well, the no, not necessarily because, you know, Isaiah sees them high above. I know. I'm saying the things that are on the Ark of the Covenant are supposed to be representative they of are. what are near. But those are not what we consider angels in the sense that they don't have a human shape. I, I have but not cherubs, seen an angel that I know of. Well, let's say, let's say I had. I'm saying what we think of as <laughs> But then angels. the writer of Hebrews says I might have, and they were in disguise. Yeah, they were in disguise. No one knows what that guy meant. We just covered. Or a woman. Or it might woman. be a woman. Might we don't know woman. whether that's it a man or a woman. woman. I just want to say, I, we just covered so much ground of the Bible. Not about Bible. prayer. Not, not at prayer. prayer. I just want to be clear. Wow. I don't know that we covered any ground. All we said was we don't know if there's a finite number. That's they, great. They, they might be. I know for sure we are not going to become angels because uh, yeah, they're yes, different. They are different. That's right. We, won't we are not becoming either. angels. So there you go, Karen. They have taken care of your second part of your question. Now let's get back to the original question. 
Do y'all remember what that is now? It's about prayer and praying to other to your relatives yeah, or to Mary. That's or right. To, She's had people in her life who've said that they pray through a loved ones or two loved ones and another friend who has a connection to Mary um, and prays that way. Um, but she's very skeptical of that view. Um, so I'll go quickly and say, I think you're right in your assumption that there is nothing in Scripture that indicates we should be praying to anyone or through anyone except right. to God through Jesus. That's right. Our access to God mm-hmm. is through Jesus. Yeah. But it's interesting when Jesus teaches us to pray, he doesn't say, and in that sucker, in my name. No. The model, no. The model prayer does yeah. not say. Well, yeah, there's that one place where he says, ask for something in, in my, my name. name. But his but model prayer does not, does not end any of that. No. Uh, so I think, you know, praying in Jesus' name is a spirit in which you've come before God. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's one thought that I thought would be a good uh, place to have a discussion. Um, and, and I will say, Karen, I'm not trying to make a judgment call on your friend's motives. <laughs> I can't do that. I, but I will venture a guess. Mm. And I think maybe that for some people, uh, praying to a deceased loved one, praying through Mary, uh, those kinds of things, might be an indicator that someone is trying to deal with a feeling of distance from God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Y'all think that? I, I wonder. Could be, sometimes. or it could be could something be. they were taught. Or it could, they were, it could yeah. be something they were taught. Well, they could have been taught that. Because I That's remember right. they could have been taught that there's a barrier or That's there's right. something that has to stand in between us. That's so right. So you better lean on this thing or else your prayer doesn't get through. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, at one point I looked up because I was using a, um, for a long time, a Catholic uh, prayer app. Mm-hmm. And often on the Catholic prayer app, there are the prayer, uh, prayers. Not really to the saints, because uh, I was I was I was never taught that. It was all very bizarre to me. So I just mm-hmm. decided one day I'm going to do some research on why is it mm-hmm. that Catholics pray like one of them. You pray the prayer of Saint Francis, the you know let me be an instrument of peace, mm-hmm. and then you ask Saint Francis to pray for you. Oh, and so I thought, okay. well, why? Where does that come from? Because I'm sure they didn't just go and do that. Too. That's right. Yeah. So they probably had some reason. It come their idea comes from. There's a part in Revelation, where it says that there are saints before the throne of God okay. that are offering prayers to God, um, and on that, behalf of on behalf of this of the martyrs right. that are here, and that they are and that they are seeing the martyrs and going, "How long, O oh God?" And mm-hmm. it's the saints before the throne of God who are saying, "How long, O oh God, are you going to let these people suffer? How long, O oh God?" Now, once again. All of that is apocalyptic language. Mm-hmm. It is it is uh, a vision language. So it is it is not intended for us to look at that and go. Okay, oh, there's the, an exact picture. Exact picture. Sure. But I do think for if this person who is praying in such a way is doing so uh, with this assumption, I would not say there's anything in Scripture that outright says uh, that a person can't necessarily, people in heaven can't know what's going on on earth or that they aren't also uh, aren't also praying on behalf of people on earth. Mm-hmm. So what I would say about that as far as that, I, I agree with Jason's original statement, which is when we are praying, uh, that is a communication, that is a communion between us and God. Um, so uh, that's it. I've also, I know part of the reason that for Catholic believers that they will ask 
saints to pray on their behalf is their 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 idea behind it is not different than if I was going through something and I came to Jason and said, hey, would you pray for me? Mm. This thing is going on. It's not that somehow I think that J- God's not listening when I pray, but he does listen when Jason prays. It's just this connection, okay. and they have a creedal reason of the communion of the saints that is behind okay. all of those things. Okay. Uh, so I think I think I think it is more um I think there are realms of thought of which uh I don't think are anti-biblical to say if I'm going to pray necessarily but to your point mm-hmm. we are certainly instructed to pray with Jesus. Jesus is our intermediary. He is the one who goes between us. And the Spirit is praying for us. The, yes. the Trinity is with us when we pray. But yes. do you also this is another thought that I had and it's really more of a question. Do you also wonder, as I do, that those kinds of methods of praying might, as a warning, I'm using this as a warning, could it not be something where maybe I'm trying to get a leg up on God or uh, could be. some kind of could leverage? Be. Yeah, if that's the motivation. Because if I have yeah. somebody else on my side or I got Mary over here helping me, that could then be. I can get God to move better. But I'll say this, I'll say this, I remember having a discussion, this person was clearly Protestant, Mm -hmm. clearly wasn't praying through anybody but Jesus, Mm -hmm. but they used fasting that way. They would talk about, I'm going to fast over this one prayer request, and it became very clear to me, Mm -hmm. I'm fasting to show God how serious I am about this particular thing. And what I said to them is, do you not think God knows right now whether you're serious about it or not. Are you trying to prove to God you're serious or to you that you're serious? And they said, I just know I have a lot of success with prayer when I fast and I pray. So there it is. That's yeah. the reason. It was success. success. And success is that I got what I wanted, mm. not that God got what he wanted. Right. Well, and I, I would even so say... So I could say, I think there are a lot of us that struggle in prayer to believe I'm trying to figure out a way to get God to do what I need God to do. Instead of saying, I'm talking to my father about what he and I are doing together and what's his part and what's my part. Well, and I don't know even in this question because the part that the part that w- stood out to me most was the person saying they they uh, asked for a special connection with Mary and they somehow got it. Mm-hmm. I but I don't know. And Karen, you know me, so you can just we can have this conversation in person. Are you wanting to talk to this? Because the question I would ask this person: How do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that? But you may just be wanting to know, is that legit? Well, I don't know if it's legit, but I Who don't. Who knows what kind of experience? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I would want I would want to, if this was my, and this is why I think it's important when we have these kind of conversations that we would say, uh, there's really not a lot of, like if, when someone comes and says, are there a finite number, number of angels? There's no biblical answer on either side of this. So what I would want to know is if you have a strong opinion on it, I would want to ask my friend the question, okay, so what is that like? Yeah. What is because I've never how had did you come to that opinion? How I've never and had And how did you know for sure it was Mary the mother of Jesus? Yeah, that's what I'd want I, to know. There have been a lot of people I've known some Marys. 
Yeah, <laughs> and sure. I mean, I sure. Mean, yeah, I know a couple of Marys right now that aren't dead, but I know some Marys that have died. And the and and the purpose of prayer is greater communion with Jesus, yeah. greater communion with God. So I'd want to know how does this connection with Mary help you to have a greater connection and love and intimacy with your heavenly Father? Because I would think, isn't that the goal? That's what I mean. The if goal that, of prayer is for me to to be in relationship and be content with my relationship with me and God. Yeah. Isn't that it? it well, yeah. It I mean, should I think, be, I'm convinced. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, well, and I think it's just talking with my Heavenly Father. So I think, you know, there may be times where I'm, I'm praying for other reasons, just like, and I mean, like, there may be times I'm just crying out to God. And certainly intimacy is what at the end, but I don't know that every time I come to have a conversation with my earthly dad, it's, okay, now let's have... <laughs> Let's have, and if no. I put the pressure on the conversation, let's have intimacy, right? Let's be mm-hmm. intimately connected. I may actually, I may actually create a, uh, I may, I may, uh, what do they call it? A, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. But anyway, I will have ended up messing up the thing I really wanted by putting on the expectation. Sabotage. Yeah, sabotage. It's yeah. I may yeah. be sabotaging the thing. So mm-hmm. I, we're, we pray because we're commanded to pray. Sure. We are told to pray. And intimacy, I think, is part of it. And I think I I would say that is my goal in it. But there are times that I'm just I need I just need God to hear me. Mm-hmm. I just I need to know I need to know I'm heard. I need to know that someone else knows what I'm going through. And there there is a loneliness. We talked about grief on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. There is a loneliness at times when I go through tragedy and and I, I remember talking about this in message that I've gone to support groups for for things that my wife and I we've been in foster care and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that that you know they call it now secondhand PTSD that when you are close to someone who has PTSD there is a level of which you you know a lot of first responders have that you show up to the scene of something where something horrific just happened you were not involved with the thing but you now carry. Um, something with that. And when you are close to someone who you love, who has been through something traumatic, it goes to you. And I will go, we'll go to support groups. And even in that, there's a loneliness when I share something that I've been through and you go, oh yeah, that's just like something I went through. And then when you share it, I go, no, that's not just not like what yeah. that. And what I realize is no matter how close I am with another human being, I, we, we there, there's still this disconnect between me and you, but when God's in the middle of it, there's a difference. And so sometimes my prayer and there's intimacy in that. So I I don't know. I don't know. That that's another one of our ramblings off the point, I'm sure. Well, I, you know, I, I think we you know, to get back to the point, what's the purpose of prayer? Prayer is to build a relationship. We are commanded to do it. But it's it's me talking to God, and it does have carry with it the possibility that I can move the heart of God. Sure. But we also have to be open to the part that it's possible God could move my heart. Yeah. yeah. And so if I had a person that said, I have this special, I pray through Mary, and the fruit of their life is that you see the fruit of the Spirit and you see that they're not trying to manipulate God, I, I honestly would just go, hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I do hmm a lot of times with people because there's a difference between something being anti-biblical and non-biblical. So, mm. 
anti-biblical, there's something taught in the Bible and you're teaching something that directly flies in the right. face of it and tries to cancel this out. Non-biblical is, it just isn't in the Bible. Yes. Yes. It just isn't in there. And so we have to take stuff that's in there and try to apply uh, that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, I, did, I had never thought about the passage in Revelation because I haven't done much study into why did the Catholic and, Church. And, and I want to be clear, neither should I be your Catholic expert. I no. spent about two hours reading about it. That well, does... you're two hours ahead of me. Okay, yeah. I just I you wanted know. to make sure if there were any Catholics who stumbled upon our page and goes, that man does not represent me. I do not represent no, them. we do not. Well, and I know there are a lot of ex-Catholics in our church that feel very released from all of that, and they're thankful sure. for that, yeah, yeah. and they have a lot of barriers because of it, and I want to respect that. I don't know any of that kind of world, but I do know on the Protestant side, there is as much mm -hmm. trying to manipulate God through prayer yes. and discipline and those things that is not much different just because we say Jesus' name. And I mean, I've when I was a young guy, I had a lot of elders tell me there's a right way to say things and a wrong way to say things. You got to approach God with these words and this way at this time and this deal and that kind of thing. And I'm like, whoa, God is complicated, man. Yes, he is. Well, and I think, <laughs> yes. And I think, I think all of us would say, for the sake of caring, because you're in our church, we know here, we would not teach anyone, hey, oh. the way you should pray is also go pray to the saints or pray to this. But I think, at least in my point and even bringing it up, is I think there are faithful believers who do pray. Uh, and ask the saints to pray for them and ask for that. And I would not look and go, what you're doing has somehow now uh, dishonored God, unless it's for the sake of what you have said, yes. which is I'm trying to manipulate God. But I would say the same, and I have said the same to people who have said I'm fasting to do this or I'm going to pray. You know, there was that prayer of Jabez that went oh, around. Yeah. For, you remember? You know what I mean? There are these. Oh, yeah. There have been all these kind of things of I can, and I would say I think your motivation because the because. The goal of prayer is God says, I want you to pray because I want to have relationship with you. When I insert manipulation into a relationship, it really stops being about the relationship at that point. And at that point, I do think you are dishonoring God and dishonoring the point of prayer. Um, and I think there's a lot of prayer going on that we're often not aware of, even and I'm trying to be more aware of that, that I am talking I am talking and thinking about things in my head. Yes. God does not need me to audibly say words yes. for me to be communicating with God. Or he definitely doesn't need to say things audibly to communicate to me. Uh, I think about, you know, the person I know of that was the, I think, still to this day, the best prayer I've ever known is my mom. And my mom, for my whole life, prayed out loud the majority of the day. <laughs> I didn't realize when I was younger that she wasn't talking to herself, but she was talking out loud to God about everything from feeding chickens to, you know, she was just talking about what she was doing in her day with the Lord, and she was exceptionally close. I am not there. I yeah. spent a lot of my time um, doing life on my own, which is not good. Right. Yep. You know, better than I used to be. I am way. I am. <laughs> I'm way further down the road better than I used to be. be. But I even now I realize, oh, there's a whole couple hours there. You just doing what you were doing. Yep. Yep. And you could have done it with God in His power. All you had to do was mm -hmm. just click in. He was there he the was whole right time. There. He was right there. You just had to. 
is had to get a, another quarter turn, just one more quarter turn, and you'd been there. It's one of the things that I've tried to do is just you just reminded me of this. It's one of the things I've tried to be cognizant of as a father to my children is to help them see God in everyday right situations and just I, I, I see my role as to point that out so that I I want to become more of that person and I want them to become yeah. more of that person and uh, so like. For example, you know, I'm driving my daughter to to swim practice, and um, I just because of the time that we drive, I usually see a sunrise or a sunset, mm-hmm. and it was a particularly good one. And and I say, look what God did for you today. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. he he didn't have to paint it that nice, mm-hmm. you know. And the other day we were leaving, and um, I dropped her off or something, and I'm driving away, and my phone comes comes alive, and I click it. She's taking a picture of the sunset, and she goes, "Check it out, Dad." Mm-hmm. And and it reminded me, I've got her in this rhythm now. That's mm-hmm. right. She's of got, looking for it. She's looking for God in mm-hmm. that in that little part of life. You know, we got still got a long way to go. Sure, me too. But if I can just get her to look at things and go, look at what God's doing right here. Right. Look at where That's God right. is here, man. That that is prayer right there. It oh, is. Yeah. That is that it constant is. communion with the Lord. Well, All because the, the heavens declare God's yes. glory, and Paul says clearly God is speaking to everyone in the universe the through time. His creation mm-hmm. all the time. Well, and you we, know, we have we have lost, I even thought about what you said of how that's prayer with you and your daughter. In, in the sense of we, we, we've been even talking about in this conversation, we have lost really the sense of communal prayer. And what I mean is when we think of prayer, we think of it as an isolate. It's something yeah. that I do, and I can't really do it with you mm-hmm. because it has to happen. I can say a prayer, my prayer ends, then you can pray. Mm-hmm. There is this thing that we have we have lost. I know in um in a lot of uh especially older black churches, there's this thing referred to as the shout, mm-hmm. which is this circle, we're all just going to be praying together and talking together, and that somehow in the conversation between us, God is in the midst of it. And we say that sometimes in our discipleship groups, that God's the other voice in the conversation, that that is a prayer, and that we've missed that somehow. And I think even in this conversation, there's this feeling, and we said this in the last one, about that I am a primarily a thinking being, and so the prayer is what I'm doing in my head, even as I'm about doing things. There is something communal just in the conversations that we have with other people that if I put God in the middle of it, that's a prayer. That's me and God and the other person uh, having. I used to do that when I would lead uh, student small groups. And I said, we're, we're not going to pray at the end of this group. Consider it from this point on. This is the prayer. Everything that is said right now is said in the presence of God. He is listening. So treat this whole time appropriately. Yeah. Treat it this way that what we are saying, when you ask for something, God's listening to that. And we miss that, I think, just in our in, in our whole uh, conversations of things is everything is everything is a form of prayer. Uh, it just depends on who I'm praying to. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and it, if I'm, all I have to do is just to, Become cognizant of the fact, acknowledge the fact that he's present. Right. He's listening. I often say this in our prayer time uh, we do every weeknight on Facebook. Um, I'll say before we pray, I say, just remember he's here. He's listening. He's been listening this whole time. Uh, but we're just going to formally now talk to him. Right. You know, um, just to bring our, those kinds of moments of prayer are those times when we, like you said, we become real hyper-focused. But if we could carry some of that with us 
And remember that walking away from this time of prayer, quote right. unquote, I'm doing air quotes, um, God's still right here. He's still listening to me. I have access to, to, to his ear <laughs> at every single moment. And so I think that's part of what Paul was talking about when he said, you, you can pray without ceasing. Right. right. Pray right. and not stop. That's right. And people try to figure out what that means. I think that's part of it. That's right. So anyway. All right. That's all I got. got that's all I else? got. That's good. Well, Karen, thanks for the question. And I hope that this helps. I hope it clears some stuff up. Uh, keep coming. Keep sending questions in. So uh, if you got anything you want us to answer, um, we're done for, ta- we take about three of these in a row. So this is our third one. So I do not know what the next question is. So this okay. one will be a little cliffhanger. But when you come back next week, I will have another one because I know we've at least got a list of two or three waiting on me. In okay. Office. So we will have that ready for you next week. Hopefully bring you some answers then. So until then, y'all have a great week. We'll see you then.